Next up, a movie review show where Dim and Ree come straight at you with the hottest movie reviews and hot takes for the latest movies releasing. Come join us every time we see a movie live on Instagram.com slash GiftedDim63 for the latest movie reviews and updates. Hey everyone. It's been a long time, but welcome back to a kind of important episode of Next Up. It's been a little while, so um, if you don't know, I've been dim this whole time. I'm always re. And uh, we review movies. It's been a long time because quarantine and COVID-19 in America. So we're recording this on 4 June 2020, which is pretty prime real estate for how long we've been in quarantine and uh, the deep onset of the COVID epidemic pandemic. Epidemic pandemic. But we are still trying to entertain you with our movie reviews and this one's going to be a little special because it's kind of coming at a important time in American history, I think. Um, So... For the movie, mm-hmm. we watched Just Mercy. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know, and you're listening to this right now, Just Mercy is going to be free all month for rent on pretty much every platform. I know I saw it on PlayStation and I saw it on Amazon. I'm sure it's going to be free as wherever you can stream it. Um, or you can buy it for $3.99, which is what we did. Yes, yes, we did. $3.99, Amazon Prime. So... Without further ado, it's been a long time since you hit that. Let me just tell you some details for a sec. So Just Mercy is a PG-13. It came out in 2019. It is considered a legal drama slash drama. I don't know why they Legal drama slash drama drama. I don't know why they had to do that twice but it's a drama legal drama um it runs for two hours and 17 minutes it was originally released december 25th of 2019 before the shutdown it was directed by destin daniel cretin 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 it box officed 50.4 million u.s dollars that seems pretty good for the how it, this this didn't seem like a, a big budget release. Right. It got uh, quite a few nominations for Outstanding Performance of a Male Actor in a Supporting Role. Also, it got the award, a, a, few, a couple of awards. One from the NAACP. It, correct. Image Award for Outstanding Motion Picture. Um, and then it also got... Um, a couple others, so yeah, you guys can see that. It stars Michael B. Jordan as Brian Stevenson, Jamie Foxx as Walter McMillan, Brie Larson as Eva or Ava, Ava Ansley, and O'Shea O'Shea Jackson Jr., Tim Blake Nelson, and Rob Morgan, and then a couple other people you guys might recognize. I don't know. Now, are you ready? I already said it. We we gotta just go into. It. <laughs> 
After graduating from Harvard, Brian Stevenson heads to Alabama to defend those wrongly condemned or those not afforded proper representation. One of his first cases is that of Walter McMillan, who was sentenced to die in 1987 for the murder of an 18-year-old girl despite evidence proving his innocence. In the years that follow, Stevenson encounters racism and legal and political maneuverings as he tirelessly fights for McMillan's life. So, I don't know how long this episode is going to go because I have... It's... We are recording this episode at a very interesting time in America. Very delicate time. Have, we are going through several riots, protests over racial injustice in our country. Um, specifically, the most recent with um, a man named George Floyd, who was unfortunately under... I don't even... I don't know. How, how, how would you word this? He, he was treated unfairly and... Ultimately, you had to pay the price. He was killed by some police. He was killed. He he was murdered by police officers. Or one police officer. Three that uh, are There was four involved. There was one cop who placed his knee on this man's neck. Um, George repeatedly said that he couldn't breathe. And this officer had his knee on his neck for eight and a half minutes and ultimately killed him. The other officers were fired. This man is now going, um, he's going to go to court for murder. Um, But let's get into the basics of this movie and how it affects you. Do you think that because of where we are in the world right now that this movie hit you differently uh yes it if i would have watched this in on christmas in december um i think i wouldn't have the understanding or the um more empathy that i feel that I than I do now. Um, so kind of expand on that. What what are you doing to kind of educate yourself on injustice and racial injustice specifically with the black community uh, over the last week? Well, how I always find my ways to educate myself is by books. So okay, I read books. Um. So do you have any specific things out of your books right now that are? Um, just anything you can bring up that would help your thought process on this movie? Um, if anything, it would be that I recognize more of like the white race and how they are, the little things that they are doing and saying to suppress people of color like they are the words that they're using and the and the choices that they're making before i would just be like oh yeah they are thinking about the whole community but it's not the whole community that they're thinking about and 
because of the little education that I have began, I'm recognizing those little things, which is really eye-opening and also makes me super self-aware. So So interestingly, I saw a picture earlier, maybe a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, cops are supposed to protect and serve. That is their creed. That's their yeah. law. But I also saw yes. a photo that said, to protect and serve the few. Mm. What do you think about that? I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a tough one. I mean, if we take it into a generic concept or context, to protect and serve the few. I mean, do you believe that cops are out there to protect and serve everybody? I would like to think so because I'm super optimistic, but it's not always true. And that is part of the problem is I, uh, it all just goes back to the beginning, not the beginning. I would even just say like how people's mindsets and I love the example that I gave you earlier about the mom and the child. It it starts at such a young age because they like should I give the example? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the example was a mom and a child are grocery shopping and the child has never seen a black person before. And in the grocery store, the child goes, look, mommy, their skin is black. And mom hushes them and is like, shh, 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 like to be ashamed that their child is pointing this out. But if the child was to scream out or to point out, wow, mom, he's got big muscles or he's super handsome, she, the mom would just chuckle and giggle and maybe blush where like, and then so it's walk all about away. The, the usage of specific words and context. Yeah, and and because of that, she's already conditioning her child to now see or think, oh, wow, I should be quiet and hush because of their skin color? No. Like, if she were to answer it a different way and chuckle and giggle when the child said that, then the kid would have a different condition. And, and I think it all goes back to that. Which ultimately leads up to this like world that we live in. So kind of, I want to bring it back to situations. And this kind of fits into uh, the movie itself. I want to talk about that a little bit more. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So kind of after we had this conversation, it was right during the part where, you know, um, Michael B. Jordan's character is kind of just starting out he's he's in an internship and he's interviewing um you know just a random inmate at the time mm-hmm. who is black and their session ends and the cop who comes in who's a white cop it manhandles this man unnecessarily yeah he goes before he leaves at the beginning of the conversation he goes you have one hour mm-hmm. comes back two hours later and says it's been two hours get over here and like pulls him against the wall and like michael b jordan's like whoa whoa like you don't need to do all that like i'm sorry and 
we discussed how it was like he is abusing this because he abuse of power yeah he's he's already he already has that look of like oh well i can treat him however i want because society has told me that they're lesser than me so i'm going to treat him however i want whereas if the situation was different he'd probably be like hey man it's been two hours let's go the white man would get up and they'd walk probably peacefully out of the room you know, I didn't mention this when we had this conversation earlier, but the funny thing about uh, discriminations towards black people is it's even more clear if you go to an, an Asian country. And I got to experience this firsthand. And mm. when I was told that there is like an inherent fear of black people based off of what they see in the media, because that's all they're that's all they see. Mm hmm. For a different country to just see specific things and, you know, black people always getting in trouble. They always they, they have conditioned and kind of learned through media that black people are bad because of all they see on, on the media, which unfortunately, that's that's a whole different issue. But it just proves that we're broadcasting certain events almost incorrectly. And we're, oh, we're, we're we're showing specific, like, towards black people, we're showing that it's, it's, we're making them out to be monsters. And it's not yeah what it is. We're, when, when we think about a race in America, you would think, you know, Asian, Mexican, black people, white people, Native Americans, we're a melting pot of a bunch would you walk up to a Mexican and say you were afraid of him? Maybe. Would you walk up to a Native American and say you're afraid of him? I don't know. What about a, an Asian person? I don't think I've ever walked up to an Asian and been like, hey, I think I'm I'm a little terrified of who you are. Yeah, no. And, and just to know that a different country that's not even in America may have that already ingrained in their mind is yeah. awful. Yeah. It's all those big corporations with all those stupid white men. <laughs> That's a whole Sorry. different subject. <laughs> but they control everything. All right. Uh, so let's get back towards the movie. Yeah, yeah. What were your impressions? Oh, boy. How do you feel about the acting, the actors, the storyline? I mean, Michael B. Jordan, Brie Larson, and Jamie Foxx are all incredible actors. They're really good. Um, so, I th I thought they were great. Like, my, I think Michael really um, shows his like skill here, his his dramatic skills, I would say. And he has that. And sometimes he doesn't pick the right movies to yeah. to indicate that. But he he does have a lot of dramatic roles, and he really needs to. To get some credit for his, I, his, his uh, role in this movie. Yeah. He did really well in this movie. I would say he could emote a little bit better in the face. Like, he always has the furrowed brow quite sure. like quite often. Which, maybe, like, that's him emoting. But maybe a little bit more in the eyes. But other than that. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I thought they were great. And, uh... He pulled off the southern accent pretty good. He did, yeah. And, uh... I, has Jamie done that before? 
I'm pretty sure he has probably. Uh, Django. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is another relevant movie. Oh, yeah. Because he was a slave in that movie. Didn't so. Ray have like a little accent too? Ray, he, yeah, I believe so, yeah. I think he did, so. Which yeah. is another awesome, awesome movie. I haven't watched it since I was a kid because it like haunted me, so. Well, Ray gets pretty dark. Yeah, it like, it like scared the shit out of me. Like, <laughs> I was like, mom, I can't watch this. And then I had nightmares for like weeks. So, so. what about Michael B. Jordan and Brie Larson? Oh, I loved, I loved Brie Larson's character because it's what we hope everyone could be. Uh, and, and I like that you brought that up. And, you know, I thought that while watching this movie as well, and I feel like, uh, you know, a lot of my white friends and people that I've grown up that have had a lot of support for the black community are embodied within Brie Larson in this absolute, movie. Yeah. Like, I love her line when... So she gets threatened because she's working with Michael B's character. And I just love her line when she's talking to him of like, I don't want my child to know I quit because I out of fear. Mm-hmm. No, like she keeps fighting and keeps pushing forward. And, and I think when, I think every person knows right from wrong and it's just how you choose to do that. And I, I think to give a little bit more context to that scene too is Brie Larson's character is basically, I mean, it's literally, literally threatened yeah. by, like, somebody saying that they're going to kill your whole family, basically. Yeah. For working with a black lawyer. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, that's <laughs> that's wrong on all, all kinds of cylinders. But, <laughs> I mean, just the fact that she was so strong to want to be strong enough to, to show that her son... Mm-hmm. That she wasn't ever gonna back down. That means a lot, and you know. Yeah. It was. It was a very impactful scene. I think. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It's, it wasn't even a, a long scene or uh, really drawn out, but I think it was. To me, I I could feel her background on the situation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I agree. Um. So. What about um, the supporting inmates? They were good. They, they were, uh, you feel, in the short moments that we get with them, you feel the brotherhood of being, like, inmates together. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel that connection. Um, and I thought it was, I thought it was portrayed really well, even though we only saw, like, not a whole lot of them. Oh. I, I think you see enough, though. And I think yeah. that specifically one inmate, um, it, gets uh, it got so emotional that I, I teared up during a specific scene that I won't spoil. Let's just let's just say you cried. Yes, it was it was it it's was okay. It was a nice sob. It's okay. It was a good cry. It's okay. I pe- I think I've cried at least four out of the five days this week, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's uh it was it was really emotional. I am not the biggest crier, but uh, more towards like the end of the movie when we hear better news when there's justice yeah that's when i'm like oh shit i think <sighs> you know when you, you talk about when this movie was released it was long before the covid or or before like any 
any of this like racial injustice i mean i won't say that any of the major things that have caused the riots and the protests the revolution it's it's almost it feels like that um but if we would have saw this back in December or November, I don't know if I would have had the same emotion. We definitely would not have the same conversation. I think we would we would have touched on things and I'd definitely be less educated and you'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, I mean, even still, you know, as, as somebody who's half black and grown up with a lot of racism, uh, I think for me specifically when it comes to a movie like this and to show racial injustice on TV and even with movies um, like uh, anything that deals with this type of scenario before now Mm -hmm. it's almost like I would have just understood versus feeling it in an empathy way yeah because we don't as a black person I don't necessarily think about it all the time. No. And I don't think anybody should, but it's just we get so used to being manhandled or told how to do certain things that you just you're just you just get used to it and brush it off. Yeah. Um and unfortunately that, that I mean that, at least for me that's just the way it, it's been. Yeah. Uh and I know for you it's been different now because you're understanding more of where we come from. Well, it's not just history anymore. It's not just like I we know we are creating. The I history. know that it's around, and and I knew. Well, I knew that it was always like happening. I knew that people were still being cruel and really evil towards black people, but you know, I wasn't living it, and going through it and seeing so many of people that I look up to, my husband and just all of this, these like all of these stories that I I hear. They kind of stack on on each other. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's, it's going through it. It's like living through it. It's, and it's just very different. And, And that's, I think very eye-opening i think what i will say is uh uh, i mean again if you don't already know i'm half black i've said that already in this episode but it's oftentimes i get racial injustice from both sides Mm -hmm. um whether that's from black people telling me i'm not black enough or white people telling me i am black it's it's been a long road for me and and you know I'm 32 almost and uh it's with the way things are going in our society right now uh it's it just hits different as they say in these streets these days everything's I, hitting different now I kind of like with the state of the world it's fucking fucked up out there and I like I just think of like when our grandparents were going through like World War Two or something or like and all the propaganda and or when it like the soldiers came home from Vietnam like people hated them and and but they were going through it as like together 
but we only know it as history so we don't know those feelings we don't as a country i don't feel like we would ever know feelings like that unless we have gone through a pandemic like this together or you know us as the new generation and millennials going through this mini revolution like and it's just it's just crazy it, it stirs up a whole lot of feelings you know I've, I've talked about it uh with us but not on a public forum but when i grew up there was no like it almost seemed like there was no white person dating a black person and i i've also been happy with uh-huh. it now and you know it's gotten a lot better since i was in high school but there was rarely at least from what i could see visually rarely somebody who was black who would be dating a white person and now i see it all all the time and it's it always, it always gives me it. it always gives me a nice grin or you know like a feel good moment we, for me i know and you always comment it comment on it and i'm always like yeah it's so cute like well the reason i comment on it and and the, it has to go with just what i've had in my own life is yeah. that wasn't the case and i know from experience of trying to ask people on dates and ask people to dances and things and getting turned down by by white people like and it happened all the time so it's it's really cool and kind of to shift gears it's really cool to see when it does work out when i know that things will will and can progress yeah it was i was really fortunate to uh have a mom that always pointed out like uh, interracial relationships because she was always attracted to like them and and your like, mom is white yeah my mom my mom's white as fuck you're half filipino yeah but i mean i like you would see me and you'd be like oh you're fucking white like I wouldn't not think you were white. You're a white girl, you know, like, shit. But, um, so, I never thought it was strange. And I never, I never, like, I never had those thoughts of, like, man, that's weird. Oh, it, it was just, like, normal. But, you, that, but I... You know, you say that, and I think that you're more of a a unique scenario in that front. And I, I think am, that I there, most people don't have a mom that's like, hey, we should embrace everybody. Or, hey, I'm going to buy you a black, brown, and white Barbie or whatever, like, and include everything. Yeah. A lot of women that but I uh, know that I've met and that I've grown up with, that I've played with as a child, like, they had white toys. Every toy was white, unless mm-hmm. it was specifically... Like uh, like a transformer that couldn't be that. Mm -hmm. I can also say, though, that I did have my moments as, like, younger that I didn't know at the time I was being, like, racist. But, like, things that I would say or whatever. And they were. they, They were just... If a group of black people heard what i was saying or doing they'd be like what the fuck so i don't even know what that means and i don't really need to <laughs> but <laughs> uh but to bring it back to the movie 
what do you think of the overall story? How do you feel like its impact is? And do you think it's something that everybody should watch right now? I for sure think this is something everybody should watch. If you don't want to watch it, maybe just like read about the case. You know, get I mean, like, it's free right now. So yeah. if you do want to watch it or if you don't want to watch it, it's still free at the moment. Yeah, but and even if you're not into the whole like based on a true story type of movie and you just want to see the facts and what happened in this case and where they took it and how it went, like go check it out because I think it is a little like martyr, you know, for, um, you know, a a movement. I think it, it is one of those little steps and stones or bricks or whatever you want to call it towards progress. And and you, it's and it's neat. You you think about prolific figures like Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and mm-hmm. all these all these people who stood for huge movements. Mm-hmm. But we always often forget about cases like this that there was a lawyer who was black who was trying to stop racial injustice in the late 80s so this is you were i was born at the beginning of this case yeah so this is within my lifetime these people most of them are still alive yeah so i guess we can uh we can go into our usual and hit up some reviews and talk about that yeah so okay wait let me go back Um, so on IMDb, it sits at a 7.5 out of 10, Rotten Tomatoes at a 60 or 83%, Google users, 92% of them liked this movie, and a Metacritic score of 68 and a 7.1 user score. Um, Both in the green, which is awesome. Yeah. So there's 37 positive ratings for this movie and 13 mixed and zero negative. Zero negative is actually... Impressive for a movie like this. The highest rated review is from the Washington Post by Anne Warrenday. Warrenday. Uh, Giving it an 88, it says, In the judicious hands of director and co-writer Destin Daniel Creighton, it feels not new exactly, but fresh and urgent and more timely than ever. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I just want to know if our boy Mick LaSalle (laughs) is on here somewhere. Uh, doesn't look like it. Damn it. But we have an Al- Oliver Jones from The Observer giving it an, a 75, okay. saying the beating heart of the film, this performance is further evidence of what a gift Fox's late career shift to supporting parts has been for filmgoers. Okay. Awesome. Um, scrolling on down, we got Kenneth Turan from the Los Angeles Times giving it a 70, saying, The film portrays the ferocious resistance of some people to the possibility possibility that this man had nothing to do with the crime. And that's when Just Mercy is at its best. And finally, we got a 50 from Jake Cole at Slant, saying, In a time when awareness and acknowledgement of racial bias and extrajudicial measures by law enforcement in America is at its most widespread, such scenes feel condescendingly pitched to an unconverted audience of the imagination. Sure. Okay. Well, alrighty then. There you have it. So... We normally do a uh, rating ourselves for the end of this. So what do you give it? This movie? Let me let me see. 
I think I'm going to be, my bias is going to play into this, unfortunately. <laughs> I know. And I'm going to go ahead and just give it an A right now. Okay. Uh... I will say there are moments where it does slow down quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but you, you kind of just have to go along for the ride. It's a court case. You're going, it's going to be slow at times, but I think Michael B. Jordan, you can, he's very good at showing his almost depressed face when things don't go right. And I think that you really feel a lot of the times where things are happening around him that he he's trying to make better and doesn't always work out for him. And I really like that. Um, Brie Larson, I loved her as the, the, the voice of the white people I think about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, Jamie Foxx, I think he, he did a great job. You know, I don't I don't discredit his facial expressions so much um there are a lot of emotional scenes with him especially uh in the middle and at the end so um so you for, give it an a for i give it an a yeah okay i'm not gonna try to be biased so you rate it how you would rate it i'm gonna give it a b plus okay. <laughs> b plus for me for what um just give me some likes and dislikes. I liked the acting. I liked the the actual like court case. I I liked that part, um, and it was it was a little long for me. It was two hours and sixteen minutes. That's a little long for a court case movie. I feel like, but um, you know. Michael and Jamie and Bree, all fantastic. So and the supporting actors are really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so on that note, we will end this episode here. And I hope that you have taken something from this episode, whether it's what we are actually thinking about the movie or just what's going on in the world currently. Um, if if you're hearing us for the first time, I hope that maybe you'll give us a follow and like, share, and subscribe. We're trying to get these out as much as we can. It's been a little bit slower with all of the movie theaters that are closed now. But feel free to, if you want to talk about something like this, or if you have uh, charities and donations that you want to give to any Black Lives Matter or any black community, racial injustice communities, um, you can find them anywhere. I'm sure you can help out in that way. So uh, do you have any closing statements um no i just remember to stay safe stay connected uh stay educated right now you know and make sure that if you have the means to support even if it's just a signature it means the world so go do it let's make change for the better yeah i've been dim i've been re and hopefully we'll see you sooner than later on the next episode (laughs) of next step Thanks for listening to our episode of Next Up. Please hit that subscribe button if you liked what you heard, and we can't wait to hear from you guys next time.